And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian and the kind of gal who drinks a whole squirt with Tom Tolbert and her pet mole, Kurt, who wears a teeny tiny knoll shirt. It's Renee Colvert. And he's a writer and former Gilmore guy who was legitimately great at Vine. It's Demi Adejuibe. Chef Jeff is here to make homemade sushi with only the finest grade spam. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little cake pops. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello and welcome back, Demi. Hi. Hey, Renee. Hello, Allison. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Allison. How are you feeling? Please make me feel okay because I don't feel okay and I'm, I'm freaking out. <laughs> that is the sound of my soul. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I am slightly newly medicated, which we will get into, don't you worry. But first, let's address what just happened. Daniel got Renee's last name right. Nailed it. And I and there were so many rhymes that set him up for it, and that was very, very impressive. And uh-huh. did, I think, I, did I screw it up? I think you might have gotten Demi's last name a tiny bit wrong, did he? I don't remember exactly what you said, but I think when it escaped your lips, I was like, that sounds right-ish. <laughs> a dejuibe. I think it's a didjuibe. Yes. Well, I guess Demi would know better than It me. is a didjuibe, but oh, a didjuibe. It's, such a, it's such a small part of it that oh. I was just kind of like, mm, that's not a, a mistake. Now, Daniel, I'm putting you on the spot, but can you come up with a rhyme for that to I, teach yourself? Well, <laughs> I, only, I know because um, Allison told me it's did uh, eBay. Yeah. Uh, but then didjuibe came out of your mouth, which doesn't, I that, that doesn't that even... Was, I thought that was more correct. Mm, you correctified I thought it. That, I thought that... Uh, eBay was like a way to get you to remember it, but it was just, it's not exact. Anyway, sorry. Demi, do you it's help fine. people out? Do you, when people are like, oh, 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 I got it so wrong? Well, usually I just, if they say it all, then it's fine. But it, it's like if they are in a position where I know they're going to have to repeat it, I'll correct them. Smart. So, so, so what's it like uh, living a whole life where 90% of your life is telling people how to pronounce your last name? <laughs> it makes conversation very easy. You yeah. don't have to come to the table with anything else than, yeah. oh, actually it's... <laughs> right. And then when you're at a loss for words, you can tell them your whole first name, which is my favorite. Oluwa Demolade. It's the best. <sighs> it's very long. Yeah. And it rhymes with the second half, so that's good. It's pretty great. I, I kind of wish you went by the full, the full thing. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't fit on anything, no. though. <laughs> you um, probably have a hard time finding those little California license plates. Yeah, yeah. no one has them. <laughs> Nobody. If I were graduating with you, I would be so sad to follow your name. I'd be like, right? just mail me my diploma. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to follow that. I think when I graduated, they stumbled on my name, too. And sure. I'm just kind of like, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> so, Demi, when you were last, we're just jumping right into it. Okay. When you were last on, you talked about how you had made your first appointment uh, to talk to someone about the anxiety you are experiencing. Right. Have you had the appointment? No, but only because <laughs> I ended up having to work early on the day that I'd scheduled it. So I rescheduled it and then it was rescheduled to a day where I had to work late. So then I rescheduled it again. And now it's this Wednesday where I am pretty sure I won't have to work that late. Right. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Uh, s- somehow just even talking about it on the show helped because a lot of people 
reached out and said very nice words and were like, this is a great interview. And I was like, okay, then I feel like that's not something I have to be scared about talking about anymore. Right. So it's just, I feel good. Good. Yeah. And, um, okay, so I live in Los Angeles, as everyone knows, most <laughs> likely. My dentist is still in Orange County, the Oof, one that I ugh. went to when I grew up there. Um, actually, a different, the one who took the, the, the office. Not important, the specifics of the <laughs> dentist. Um, and when I lived in New York, I would still go to that dentist when I would come out to California. I just have a reluctance to find a new dentist. I don't even know why. It's I not got like a I guy. Even, I got really? a guy. He's Uh-oh. the best. I've referred people to him, and they all come back to me, and they say, this guy's the best. Where did you find him? I love this guy. What's so great about him? He's super nice. He's super friendly. He's straightforward. He explains everything to you. And if there's a problem that needs to be fixed, he'll give you options and just be very blunt about it. He, does, he doesn't try to upsell you on mm. fancy veneers and weird things like that. Is he liberal with the nitrous? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so it's in the waiting room. Pumping through Great. the Exactly. Sometimes system. there's a... I've had nitrous <laughs> when I've gone to the dentist. And it seems like something that would be really up my alley. It really would be. No. Do you guys do this normally, nitrous? I've never, I've never no- had it. Normally, oh. normally no. I do. <laughs> Sounds good, though. No, if I have like uh, um, something that's going to be painful at the dentist, I'll, I'll ask for it. You can ask for it. Interesting. And I need to... I need to do that. But I, uh, I got a guy. My guy's my guy's awesome. But it's really the hygienist that's more important because that's that's the person yeah, that's the interfacing with your teeth and gums she's, a little more. She's super nice as well. Like, how is she on the pain scale? <laughs> Painless. Ooh. Sold. I'm sold. Yeah. Mm. But so anyway, before I knew of Jeff's guy and gal, sure. heading down to Orange County to get my teeth cleaned, and I listened to the episode of Daniel Van Kirk's podcast oh, sure. that Renee was on. Because I wanted to know more about Renee. Because I feel like I know you from the show, sure. you know, your show and from being on this show. But I'm like, I want to peel back the layers. <laughs> so uh, I, so much I didn't know. Every bean was spilled. I, I Not one left in the can on that oh show. God. All and of them. <laughs> there's something I want to say, but I'm afraid it will be offensive but I'm just going to say it. Please do. <laughs> and please come back after I say it. Okay. Hank sounds like a nightmare. Oh, but sure. Th- that's on me. I probably, no, I probably painted no, him wrong. No, no, no. Hank's your dad, by the way. Okay. And oh, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. it's wrong. It, <laughs> and I can tell from your reaction that I should not have said oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely. But uh, the only way that you know him is through what I described. So I think anytime you're painting a person, I probably, probably should have painted a few more no, colors No, there. no, 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 no. <laughs> Let me say this. Yes, Allison, I'm listening. I thought Hank was a dog at first. Right. I was like, oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I cannot get him to behave. Let I'll me, tell you what. He's always peeing on the carpet. <laughs> Let me rephrase that in a more sensitive way. Sounds as if growing up with Hank had its challenges. Sure. Well, and I will say this. He sounds he, tough is what he sounds. He was tough. And you are saying the exact same thing that my therapist said. Uh, oh, Demi, boy, are you looking forward to what's about to happen to you? Oh, oh the things you're going to learn You're going to talk about Renee's dad <laughs> for I'll, years. It'll be the first thing I bring Please up. lead with that. Uh, yeah, maybe if you guys could figure out if my dad was uh, difficult. Uh, but let me just cut yes. in real fast and say yes. this. I have a dad that it is conceivable someone could listen to me talk about him and be like, he sounds like a nightmare. And sure. I'd be like, um, there, he has many wonderful qualities. And in many ways, I am still like under his sway. Wait, I'm not saying that about you. I'm saying that sure. about me. And like, you can't put him down. Only I can. Which is why I feel really bad for what I don't I just think said. No, no, you no. paint the picture of your dad as a nightmare. I think people, there are aspects of it that would that would make it sound like. 
I, I'm just saying I don't think that like on your show or anything that the audience is. Those are not Big Macs, Shelly yeah. and John. <laughs> I'm just saying I get the idea of complex people. Yes. Anyway, sure. go ahead. Uh, so no, she would say the same thing. My therapist would just be like, hey, you don't have to protect them here. And and then was really big about like, that's the thing about parents. Like they're great and they try really hard, but they also fuck up a lot. And that's why you're in here. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about the fucked up part. So if you want to take 20 minutes to protect him and say how great he was before we get into it, this one. But just just so we're clear, we, we should probably talk about the, the crappy stuff. Um, so yeah, it's strict, but I think there's also an element of like the great parts aren't that interesting. So you just right. talk about the like, oh, well, here were the effective parts. And also the great parts didn't do any damage. Sure. And you're yeah. there to fix the damage. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. Please exactly. help me forget all the good times. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but I think that's true of like comedy too, or like anytime you're talking about a boyfriend, uh, you're just like, I mean, I could tell you how thoughtful he was, but that's boring. Let's, right. Let's talk about the time he didn't text back. Um, but y- yes, I, I also want to comfort you for listening to that. No, it was, how were you? You were married. I did not know yeah. that. Eating disorder for yeah. years. Yeah. I relate to a lot of that. Sure. Well, how did, what kind of help did you get? Oh, good question. Uh, so it was kind of a, a long, cause I had it for a long, long time without mm. getting help. Uh, and then ultimately it was therapy, therapy mostly, but it was kind of like a long, like, um, gosh, how would I describe it? You know, when you, uh, you get sick and you're on antidepressants, but you don't fully take the antidepressants and so, or not antidepressants, give me, um, Antibiotics. there it is. Uh, and then you just kind of stay sick the whole time. So, sure. and also you build up an immunity to the antibiotics. Exactly. So yeah, I would say it got, it got a little bit better, got a little bit better, got a little bit better, but ultimately therapy. Uh, so you didn't go to any like eating disorder groups or anything no, like that? No, no, no. It never got... And I also, and I think that was probably pride too, that I was just like, I can't get that bad. And do you still with struggle it. with that? Yeah. 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 There's, uh, there's good years now at this point. Uh, and then there's crummy years. And what's so interesting is that, uh, it is almost directly related to relationships. If I'm in a relationship, it spikes up. Not weird. It's so bizarre because, because your a, dad told you you had to look a certain way sure. and be a certain way to yeah. get the attention of men. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But and here's where I will defend him so much is that everybody does the best job they know how to do. And he re- that's what he knew. That's how to protect somebody. That's how to be successful is if you if you've got these things in line, you'll you'll be OK. And he just didn't know. It also wasn't 2017 when I was being raised and we didn't have this well, political it climate. Was, it was interesting. There was a point in the podcast where you were talking about about oh when when you told your parents that you felt like you needed help right um because you were like the eating dis- disorder like laxative pill use all that was like getting out of hand right and your dad was kind of like well you have two options you can clean up your act yep or all the money that was going to go to college can go to like rehab basically right. yeah. and you felt like they like it wasn't the compassionate, helpful right. response that you were looking for. And then Daniel kind of explained it that like, you know, parents are doing the best they can and blah, blah, blah. And, and put it in. S- Not me. Right. Other, sure. When, sure, sure. But by it the way, it's easily been. But I would have given that advice. Sure. Yeah. By the way, when I say parents, <laughs> yeah. I never mean Daniel and me. It's taken. <laughs> it's so hard for me to realize that that's us. Right. It's like, oh, right. I'm yeah. Right. yeah. I still identify as the child in most situations, which is problematic, probably. Right. But so anyway, he was just explaining, just looking, like giving a whole way to basically never be upset. I mean, you can be upset, but to not really like be angry at your parents for their foibles. And I was thinking that is such an interesting way of looking at it that yeah. I am having trouble 
uh, embracing. But it's hard for everybody, right? Like that is, I mean, in concept, boy, is that so smart to just be like, hey, you didn't handle this the way that I wanted you to handle it. But before, and what Daniel sort of said was like, if I believe be above everything else that, that you love me, yeah, yeah, that love is there then a lot of compassion has to follow. And I think that's, I mean, it's hard. God, it's so hard, but ultimately kind of true. That, yeah. That it, I prefer living in anger. Sure. Yeah, of course. Demi, so where are done. you with anger? I love it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't find myself getting angry about a lot of things that happened in my past, just in the sense of like, I, I think that there's probably a large amount of them that I've just sort of been like, oh, that w- I've forgotten them. And then other things where I'm just kind of like, I don't think ang- getting angry or feeling resentment about this will solve the problem. So I'll just try to push it away. That's so logical. It's so, logical. It's so rational. It, yeah. or do it you seems think it's logical, but I, I do feel like at a certain point it gets to, oh, I should take time to be upset about this. And I'm just like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And that's but, when it goes over the top. Do you think it's coming out in other ways? Uh, because I think that's like the danger of not feeling your feelings is that on some level you are feeling them too. Hi, this is therapy chat with Allison <laughs> and it, her friends. <laughs> it does sort of come out sometimes as like apathy mm. where it's just like instead of embracing how I feel about something or letting myself acknowledge that something is stressful, I just go, eh, what if I just don't care about it right now? Or eh, what if I just pretend it doesn't get to me and I move on and focus on something else? And then it's like, the things where it's like, oh, this is something you should focus on. This is something you need to deal with. Right. Something that you actually might want to deal with even. Uh, my natural response is just like, yeah, but it's been easy to just not deal with things. So I'm going to keep doing that. I feel like I, I wish I had more of that. Like the only arena in which that is my attitude is cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> like my desk. <laughs> if I don't deal with it, I'll just continue to not deal with like the mess on my desk. But just in terms your desk? Of, and also the rest of the apartment. Sure. Yeah, we all gotta have something that we let slide. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I keep pretty clean though? That baby of ours. Yeah, he's very clean. Yeah. Thank God he's not a desk. <laughs> that would be bad. But if he were a desk, we wouldn't yeah. be able to find him. It'd be like I think he's under a pile mm-hmm. right. by my credit card that I was supposed to activate months ago and I can't find it. Well then you'd hear the crying at yeah. least. Yeah. Right. True. Like That's when you try right. to find your phone by having someone call it. Exactly. <laughs> And you, you clean up real yeah. nice yourself. You got yeah. you, you got the kids. My, yeah. <laughs> right. My hair is clean. My baby is clean. That's about as far as it goes. But in terms of emotions, I'm like, I my problem is like, I, I think I feel them too much probably. And I try to be like, this isn't bothering me, but it totally is bothering me. Right. Yeah. No, that's understandable. I As you were saying that, I want to swing back around. We don't have to do it now. I can take you out to lunch. Uh, but eating disorder <laughs> stuff, you also had it as well? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just have like a... Uh, unhealthy relationship with food and with body image sure. and body dysmorphia and and all that stuff and um, I mean as I sit here now I'm still I'm not I'm still carrying a lot of pregnancy weight and I put on so much more than just pregnancy weight well it was pregnancy weight but it was like I really went for it <laughs> there's um, part of me who's like eh, you didn't you oh, look great thank but you. yes thank uh, you um, <laughs> but I had grown up overweight sure started dieting young up and down finally lost the majority of it in new york kept it off but it was like was and is but sort of not happening right now a full-time job of like weighing myself multiple times a day counting every calorie i eat just sort of 
you know, if I'm if I have a meeting that I'm nervous about, then I would step on the scale. And if I'm up two pounds, it's like I have to push the meeting. You know, I have to push the meeting. But if I'm like down a pound, then it's like, oh, I guess I'm ready. And Let's just like do it now. everything yeah. revolving around the scale, which I didn't really think was a problem. I thought it was like, look at me managing my weight. Sure. Yay. Right. Um, and then I went to a 12 step group for eating disorders and realized like, oh, there's sort of a different way to live. Right. Um, and then got pregnant and then everyone in the world's like you can't diet now's not a time to diet don't be dieting now now's not a time to diet i, I have anger at for listening course, to them because i'm like course. okay well so That's i'm not gonna fun. diet yeah i'm gonna gain between 70 and 80 pounds which is what i did um i've taken off about half of it it's great I have maybe, the rest. maybe super healthy though yeah yes he yeah. is he is um i've got well no maybe am i wrong with the math no i've taken I mean, I lost some just after having the baby. The re- I've taken off about half of the rest, and then I have like between 20 and 30 more pounds to go to get back to where I was. Those first eight pounds are real easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the baby. Exactly. Um, so right now, I'm not like practicing the health, well, healthy enough, but like, I don't know how trying to lose the pregnancy weight and also going to a 12-step group for eating disorders come together. So I'm like, I'm just putting that on hold because I know how to lose weight, so I'm going to do that. Okay. But I don't feel crazy from it right now. Okay. I feel pretty like healthy and good and normal, um, but with this awareness that I don't – somehow – since getting pregnant and having a baby, my relationship with all that has changed. And I sure. don't feel like I have the time to like go nuts. Good. Yes. Um, podcast listeners might disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's good. But my point in bringing that up as far as like how to, to do what Demi does, which is amazing, which is like, oh, I just can't deal with that. I think eating disorder folks have a little bit harder time with that, that we're not, we're not great at being like, oh, I'll just, I'll just push that aside yeah. just because right. uh, we do everything else also sweet boys who are here do you guys find when girls start talking about eating disorders that you gets, tune out <laughs> yeah a little is it difficult is no. it difficult to my my move isn't i'm tuning out my move is like shut up just <laughs> in the sense of like just shut up and listen in the sense of like because if i join in, i'm just like oh, that's weird i feel like i eat fun it's like I, what what do i have to say other than to listen and empathize so yeah well that's very sweet yeah daniel i have a different approach apparently daniel is someone who's like i wish they could just come up with a pill that had all the nutrients because well, eating me, is such a bore yeah oh. I hate eating me. is such a bore buddy <laughs> the actual <sighs> i don't mind eat, i don't mind eating but eating isn't good <sighs> enough to justify everything around it yeah like, it's gotta be more like a roller coaster <laughs> well it's just like i you know the idea of like Going to the store and buying things and then preparing it and doing all of it and then clean. It's like none of that is good enough or the, the food isn't good enough for all of that. So I would rather just have just a food bar and or move delivery. On yeah, or delivery. Yeah, it's like I just want it to be in, in whatever time it takes me to eat it is the only time I want to be thinking about it. I feel like that's such a different mindset than yeah, yeah. what goes into an eating disorder, though. Yeah, and so... Um, yeah, it's the opposite. The exact but, opposite. That, yes. but that does not stop me from offering advice, <laughs> uh, which is always something I So regret. when people talk about eating disorders, do you go, have you ever thought of a pill? Be like, hmm, just... You know, you, you, you could not eat as much. Ooh, Why don't you guys check out uh, Soylent? Yeah, Soylent. Daniel actually gets I, Soylent. I do Soylent. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, boy. It's, it's totally... Uh, it's something that I have... I don't want to like. 
<laughs> because it's sort of a you know a cliche like tech yeah. millennial thing, but it actually is something I could grab and go and not. It's like I just imagine you with like a garage full of soylent, and every oh morning God. you grab one and leave, <laughs> and that's your I, meal for the day. If, if someone provided me a garage full of soylent, I probably would just eat soylent and be very productive for the rest of my life. I wouldn't really miss like every now and then I'd want a, a snack or ice cream. I, I have weakness for, but other than that, I'm fine for Daniel food represents just sustenance and barely even that. Yeah. Whereas right like for God, what would that be like? But for most people, I think for most people, but especially a couple of them sitting at this table. Food represents so much more than that. Right. And and, and it's so for that reason, it's hard for me to really relate to any of the things. That Although, have you through. noticed that the, the food chatter has lessened so much since Elliot's been here? No, but it, it probably has. Do you think that's a conscious decision or something that just happened? What do you mean the food chatter? Yeah. What? Like me talking about food and my weight and my... Well, no, I guess I talk about food and my weight and my body quite a bit. Um, I just feel like I'm much, I feel like I'm actually a lot healthier regarding food and my body since having him, even though I'm also walking around. I would say that's true. I have nibbles. (laughs) (laughs) Nibbles. And that that too. Nibbles McGee is the name for my alter ego that snacks late at night. Oh, When Allison goes to bed. Oh, Oh, it sounded like nipples. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like, sure, they deserve a platform too, I suppose. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's like if if it's two a.m. and I'm still awake, and she went to bed three hours ago, but she's <laughs> then I run into her. It's it's nibbles that I run yeah, into. Yeah, it's oh, not, of you know, right, Allison but, isn't there. But I but I there's even less of a Allison nipples schism <laughs> since the baby. Well, Demi's question is: It conscious? I mean, are you consciously like sleep eating? No, like talking less about it, oh. or are is it? <laughs> No, it's not conscious. It just happened. Yeah. Yeah. It just mm. happened. I feel like in time, looking back, I'll be like gaining all that weight and discovering that I was okay and then losing it and discovering that I was okay. Like all of that was actually a, kind of a healthy thing for me because I think that my big fear for so long was what happens if I gain weight again. Yeah. And then it happened and it's okay. Yes. No. <laughs> Look, no one's thrilled with it. I mean, you know. <laughs> See, this is where you just backseat. <laughs> no, it's a minefield. You know, you don't want to. That has to. not. That clearly isn't stopping you, though. <laughs> no, you know I'm kidding, honey. It's fine. You are not kidding. I am kidding. See, even if I'm kidding. <laughs> well, okay. It was a joke, honey. But Daniel. Yes. Yes, sweetheart. <laughs> You know how you were saying you don't like going to the store and having to do all the thinking and all the stuff that goes into preparing a meal? Mm -hmm. Might I recommend Blue Apron for you? Because they send you a box of everything you need to make a delicious meal, and it's all pre-proportioned, and they send you a recipe card, and everything you need is right there, and they take all the guesswork and all the hard, arduous, physical and mental work out of it they make it super easy to make delicious. Like here's some featured upcoming meals: basil pesto chicken with summer vegetable mm. panzanella. Might be panzanella. I don't know. I would eat it either way. Whole grain pasta and summer vegetables with heirloom tomato caprese salad. Miso butter salmon and lo mein noodles with cucumber and charm tomatoes. You know what they say about those tomatoes? They're charming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's affordable. There's variety, flexible, easy, freshness guarantee. 
Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Allison. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Allison. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So I had a big week. Uh, I went out twice at night because Daniel's mom is in town. And when she's in town, she she helps us with the baby a lot. So we went and we saw David Huntsberger's comedy show, um, which was like a, a a trial run of the show that he's, Good. as you hear this, doing at the Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. It mm. had been, I don't know how long since I'd been, since I dragged my fat ass, <laughs> Daniel. Daniel, fix it. Please fix it, Daniel. I need, <laughs> I need at least no, three can't. Your compliments. <laughs> Honey, you know, I was joking. You look great. Yeah, but specifically. Three compliments. It, it, oh man, just the best. Mend this, Daniel. <laughs> Make this he better. Can't. No, he can't. <laughs> there's literally nothing that it's I... true. There's nothing. He <laughs> <laughs> took too long a pause anyway. <laughs> if we're being honest, <laughs> it's not easy. It's not Do easy. Just I know. Me or how was how was the Huntsburger <laughs> show? Oh, okay. Sure, sure. Focus up. There we go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It oh, was fuck it. It was weird being out of the house at night. I bet. It, actually, the show was really good, yes. and I really enjoyed it. I did find that I was like, okay, I have to go home now to my baby. Okay, I have to go. Like, a lot of that kind of mm. thought. Um, but that was just because it was weird to be out. Sure. The There was like a lighting snafu. Did you hear about this, Renee? I did. Yeah. yeah. So he does his show with animation playing in the background. And I guess he had it set up how he wanted it, which is like the... The lights are dim, but not totally off because he's standing there in front of the screen doing comedy while different stuff plays. Right. But then there was some sort of miscommunication and his lighting choice got overruled, essentially. And the guy's like, we're turning off like the lights have to be out (laughs) in order for you to see the animation. So it was just a dark stage you could not see his face yeah he was like in silhouette he was yeah. such a trooper but he it, really was but like at a certain point he realized oh you guys can't see my face yeah. so that was it was it was interesting to watch what happens when you can't see a comedian's yeah. face it was so smart so smart so funny but it right. really did feel like you know when like the lights are out for a surprise party and then uh they're gonna come and surprise and we'll turn on the lights but just that we said surprise and then nobody turned on the lights <laughs> You're yeah. just trying to like enjoy this party without being able to see there anything. There were moments where he kind of stepped a little more in front of the screen. Yeah. And so then it would project on his face and the screen. And I was like, <laughs> oh, stay there because I can see a little more go. now. Yeah. But it was really good. It'll be interesting to hear how Fringe goes. I'm sure. Great. But also the whoever this kiddo is, maybe maybe we circle back around at tech school and be like, uh, great. Sure. Keep all the lights off or maybe turn them on for a show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That guy. That guy. That guy. <laughs> and then also, um, I was a guest judge at Storyworthy at the Hollywood Improv, which is a storytelling show where there's this big wheel with different topics on it and five different people spin the wheel and they have to tell a story in two minutes and then three minutes and then one minute in the different rounds based on that topic, which I would never want to do. Like that's that. Sure. I get nervous just thinking about that. I would not want to do that, but I was fine to judge it. So um, that was another. This, were you doing the thing I was doing, where uh, the topic would come up, and you were trying to think of what story you would tell if you were if you had to tell a story, if you were one of the contestants? No, not really. Although the host would turn to uh, like while they gather their thoughts, she'd be like, "So, do you have any stories about 
virginity or this or that or so I mean a little bit we we were saying what our story would have been but we didn't have to put it into story form yeah that's nice how was it how did it feel judging was it fun it was really fun it was really fun I had a difference of a it was me Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World (gasps) Demi did you watch that show Sean Spencer that's right (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty cool and then (laughs) Sasha Rothschild who's a writer for Glow and I did. There was a difference of opinion. Sure. Ryder, Sasha felt strongly one way about one person. I felt strongly about this person. And then Ryder was kind of on Sasha's side. But then I felt like when he saw my passion, sure. He was like, he was going to come over to my side. But then she got him back to her side and he was kind of teetering. And then it's like someone realized, oh, it's two against one. And then the host was like, okay, because we were, we were deliberating for too long. Sure. Um, oh, so it was like you had to announce your votes mm-hmm. together we had to announce oh, okay. we, of the five okay. which three which three. three were moving oh, okay. on so, jury. so did you yes. have little paddles that were like this is my vote like they no do we, had a, we had we no. had a okay. um oh i, I know. wish i know yeah no we that had way a, you could have been like i chose right i just realized it's sean hunter not sean spencer that's a different <laughs> oh. show entirely i had <laughs> it was very important to me to say that because you know you were gonna get <laughs> exactly <tweets>. yep <laughs> what, uh, which show is sean spencer yeah psych Oh, of course. Mm. Both great. Both great. Good. So you were saying about so the procedure. We had clipboards. <laughs> yeah. And okay. we were like comparing notes on the clipboard. But I did for a second. I remembered this story that Daniel told me when he did jury duty, where he like changed <laughs> the mind of the entire Ooh. jury. Yeah. It was seven to three, <gasps> uh, not guilty. And I was like, and it was four, and we all wanted to leave at five. Yeah. And I just took over the jury room. And you 12 angry man? That's what I was going to say. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah, I did. I Wait, just took it over. Wait, but you changed it to guilty? Yeah, I took it to guilty. <laughs> you reversed 12 angry man. Dude. Yeah, I did. You're I like, did. let him go. I was like, well, was I don't clearly, think so, guys. Just so we're clear. Uh, what was your technique? How'd you convince everybody? Well, um, planting evidence? <laughs> yes. Uh, money. Pass, 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 pass. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's no, how you did it. it well, so the burden, the, the burden of proof. Uh, or the the threshold was beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, reason. What that means is that if there is a reasonable explanation for everything that happened, yeah, then you have to believe that that's what's true. Right. Gotcha. So so if there's even one reasonable thing, and it's reasonable, and my thing was. They were picking on things and saying this is reasonable, but I'm like, but the whole story, if you string it together, there's one point, and if and that isn't reasonable to me. So if anyone here yeah. can explain this Ooh. and make it reasonable, Ooh. then I'll go not guilty. Pressure's but if you on. can't, uh-huh. then you cannot tell me this is reasonable, and they couldn't do it. And so we're, God, Ow. you're a regular Johnny That's Cochran. Rough. I wow. I wanted, I wanted, it was also a Friday. You're like... I'm not sticking around here <laughs> and coming back on Monday. Do you mind if I deliberate. ask what the charge was? Because in my yeah. head, it's like a speeding ticket. And you're like, no, <laughs> it was him. It was DUI. Uh, he wrecked his car. And um, there's there's tons of evidence that he had been drinking. Um, but he claimed that he'd sobered up and hadn't drank as much as he, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then he failed every roadside test like by long <laughs> shot. And then stopped them because he saw that he was failing it. And then they took him into the uh, court or to the to the Drunk police station, yeah. and they wanted to give him a blood test, and he refused the blood test. Ooh. 
And then he claimed that he had bumped his head on the steering wheel and was concussed. And that's why he failed everything. And my thing was, then why would you deny, why would you refuse the blood test? Sure. If yeah. you, if you were sober and you just failed every roadside test and you know that you're failing them because you're just dizzy because of the concussion, wouldn't you be wanting the blood test? Did he say he didn't like needles? Scary. No, he, he, he didn't yeah. give an explanation yeah, for that. Yeah, that's fair. But what if he was not in his right mind because of the concussion and that's why he couldn't <laughs> exercise judgment? <laughs> he should have thought of that. It was, yeah. The concussion thing was bullshit. Honestly, in, in a scenario where it's a DUI, I think I'm on your side of like, he if he crashed the car and it's, he had blood in his or alcohol in his system at some point, I would lean towards guilty. It's, yeah. Someone who's concussed doesn't do the things that he did. I mean, there's a lot more to the case, but it's like, it just didn't add up. Right. If he was concussed, it would have gone down differently. And they don't just go, hey, you want to take the blood test? Like They sit you down. They walk you through it. They tell you what the consequences are. I mean, you have to sign things. It's not like... I just don't buy that someone who's concussed wouldn't... I, I just don't buy it. So anyway, I'm sitting on stage. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm going to get so much shit. Oh, yo, you're fine. It's whatever. <laughs> Did you find your lawyer right? Yeah. Uh, reasonable doubt in your argument? No, I okay. I just was like Daniel would have turned them around, <laughs> but Allison's not going to. So you guys win, and then I well, mean it was there fine. was a lot more at stake for yours, so. <laughs> right? Yeah. There was a hundred dollar prize, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, and the free DUI. <laughs> the thing is, I understood their argument. I just it ha- it came down to. I thought the particular story, the the person that I wanted to move on, I thought the story was really good and really funny. Sure. And they felt that it did not stay on topic, mm. which was one of the criteria. Mm-hmm. So they were like, it wasn't on topic and blah, blah, blah. They were just being a little more like sticklers for format. Sure. Where I was like, I was entertained. I would like to hear this person tell stories in the yeah. next round. You were the Paula Abdul of the mix. You'd be like, I had fun. I it guess. was great. Yeah. yeah. That's important. So <laughs> we did that. Um, so I am like a very social person, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Look at you. Hooray. Thank you. Did you. Would you do it again? Would you like, okay, I like this lifestyle. Go out two times a week. I think I would. Yeah. I think I would. Um, a little bit difficult to let go of my, I have to be in bed early. I have to get up early because this is like a, was a humongous lifestyle shift. I'm a night person, Demi. Mm. <laughs> I'm not an early morning person. However, when you have a baby, you don't have that option anymore. Oof. So I had to shift to being a morning person. And the only way I can do it is if I go to bed really early. Of course. So it's weird to be like, but I, now I'm out at the time I should normally go to bed. But Were the following mornings rough? Or well, no, because Daniel's mom is here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gets yeah. up at four thirty. She's she's a true oh, morning man. person. Yeah. What is that like? I could never. Uh uh-uh. uh No, I don't I'm know. never up before the sun. Four thirty a.m. Yeah. That's that crazy. how did that happen? How did I that start for her? I don't trust her. <laughs> yeah, the paper route. How did that wind? <laughs> you know, she, I, I think one thing was she she's an artist, so she gets up and she'll paint. But she also went and got her PhD sort of late Oof. in life, and. Uh, that was a time when she could get up and read and 
do all of her the work you know it was easier for her to do that than after work at night right you know so i get the logic and i've definitely tried several times throughout my life i'm like i'm gonna get up early gonna get it done and never never yeah, ever i'll set my alarm even to be like i'm waking up today at eight and then it's like mm, you're waking up today at 9 30 <laughs> <Yeah. after. laughs> just so we're clear yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the top secret show that you work on now mm-hmm. which is still a secret right yes what time do you have to be at work 10 Ooh, that's not bad it's not bad Hollywood's great unless you're in production. Yeah. Like, if you're on a show, then your hours are hellish. But for the most part, everyone goes to work at 10. Plus, I live close enough to my office that I could wake up like 45 minutes before and still be like, okay, I'm going to walk down there. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I was just going to ask, is the commute? But it's not. It's easy. No, it's super easy. I'll take it. I just want to go back to something awkward. And and it's not about you, Daniel. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Ooh. Bonus episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. What if it was a Patreon bonus episode just talking about (laughs) about weight? Here's where we're going to Exactly. Make this right. Yeah. Just the (laughs) argument that would ensue, I would absolutely pay Oh, Absolutely. Tune in immediately. Just any man trying to backtrack that is. And I, mm. and I don't know if it'd be funnier to see that it's only 10 minutes long or to see that it's like five hours long. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll just do it live on Periscope. <laughs> yeah. A thing about Daniel that I love, but that gets us into these situations is he is unable to lie. Yeah. But I, that is a, oh, he's rolling his eyes. Uh, that was... Though I was saying it because I thought it would be funny to say it, it wasn't coming from like an actual belief that I have. I was, it was, it would be, it was just funny to me the idea that I would be like, oh, I don't know, that's funny. It's not that I believe I don't know. That's- I know. I'm just talking. I'm now talking about the whole overarching us getting. <laughs> this is so uncomfortable for everyone. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, it's perfect. I, it's perfect. I am. There's a part of me that's like stepped outside of my body and just like, this must be such an interesting thing to listen to. So I'm not even, I don't feel like awkward. I'm just like, okay. All right. I, yeah. Okay. If it's any consolation, I feel way worse about talking about that case that, that I did the jury duty on. Like, really? Why? Yeah. Like I How feel. Come? What do you think is going to backfire there? Because people are going to argue with me on Twitter for one thing and I don't want to hear it. And then <laughs> the second thing is there, there's part of my brain that's like, what if some someone like says, hey, you know, so-and-so someone was talking about the case that you did and then he knows it's me and then, you know, he finds uh, it. Sure. <laughs> Wait, but I just assumed oh. it was a celebrity. Is that... Oh, no. It's oh, okay. Not a celebrity. All right. So not OJ. Yeah. yeah. The whole time? That's what I was... Well, I thought Tara Reed, but all right. Ooh. You were disguising her identity no. by we'll calling Google. it a key. We'll go through TMZ later. Yeah, we'll He's just a poor guy whose life I ruined. <laughs> <laughs> say his name. Drink again. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say his name. I don't remember his name, thankfully. Uh, but no, Daniel, I hear you and then I say stuff all the time that I don't even remotely mean but then when somebody says something to me that sort of hurts my feelings the only thing my brain can come up with is that thing of just like there's a little bit of truth in every joke and that's not true I don't think that's but that's uh, that's Uh, what my brain will tell me yeah my therapist used to say that though not in every joke but just like when something hurts yeah what is like what is the little bit of truth in, in yeah. ev- like everything, basically? Sure. Yeah. Um, I used to... Uh, sorry, not to interject. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> when we would do Gilmore Guys, sometimes we do live episodes where very near the beginning, I'd say something that was totally meant to be a joke, but then I just thought about like one type of person hearing it and not seeing it as a joke entirely. Yeah. Yeah. And then all I could think of the rest of like the two hours is just like, oh, yep. I hope that person... <laughs> How do I fix this? How do I explain to him I didn't mean it? Yeah. And then, then I'll start catching myself doing something where like an hour later, I will just be like, by the way, and yes. just like, that was an hour <laughs> ago. Know, Why are you like the same thing with the Sean Hunter, Sean Spent? I, it's like I can't let those things go. I so I... I, I envy those those comedians usually who, who just say whatever and don't care. And, and 
they just move on with I their envy lives, them like, and I hate them yeah. well yeah and also it means you're a sociopath probably right. but <laughs> like it, but it would be nice yeah I remember my friend's boyfriend's the years ago mom was in a wheelchair I did not know her <laughs> right. but oh I'm sorry <laughs> See, that wasn't real. That was a joke. You just thought it'd be <laughs> that was a joke? Yeah. I feel like you just got clear of a trap, and then you're like, I'm going to step right back into the trap. I, it's cozy in I mean, here. I cannot help myself. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Great for a podcast. <laughs> Great. And I made some comment in the presence of the guy that I suddenly, and I can't remember what it was, it was inoffensive, but I suddenly worried that, oh no, his mom is in a wheelchair. Is, did what, did I say something insensitive? And I spent the rest of the long car ride trying to like, without acknowledging anything, like just say very positive things about people with challenges. And like, and I remember, (laughs) but the funny thing is that somehow the feedback came back to me that like, they thought that was really weird. Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you didn't say anything offensive, right? Yeah. I didn't say anything offensive, but then I was just like, I don't even know what I said for the next 45 it's minutes, weird but I was just like... Overcorrection. It, yes. Yeah. Overcorrection. Which may have been even more offensive probably, than yeah. the thing you said. I, I'm sure. I feel like that's a natural reaction, and maybe I just say that because I feel like I do that myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I've been in scenarios where it's like, uh, like I, I'll have a coworker who's gay, and I'll make a comment where it's not offensive or it's like i'm pretending to be like a a bigot or something or saying some sort of joke where it would be like oh if that was who i really was that'd be bad and his reaction seems like it's like just a sort of like that wasn't funny but i'll laugh kind of laugh and then i'm just like wait oh no oh no oh no and then i'll just go overboard and just like for the rest of the day just keep making comments that are like (laughs) i'm totally cool you come back after lunch wearing a rainbow outfit yeah Yeah. hey everybody and it's like i i got in my own head about something that was not a problem and then i made it a problem by turning it yeah that is me all the time it's awful which goes back to what i was going to say I want everyone to know, including Renee, I feel really bad for what I said. I do not even no, know your dad. I'm don't. sure he's a lovely person. <laughs> I'm sure he's a lovely person. No, I am. Like, that was an hour ago. <laughs> I know, but. Right. No, but no, 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 I, no. But yeah. for the next year, it will sure. be as if it had just happened. <laughs> Definitely not. I feel like you really care about me, and that's very sweet. And then I you're just like, do. Maybe you don't recognize this thing. No, uh, I'm just saying, listening to it, having a very, like, almost drill sergeanty kind of dad sure. who was like, you got to be tough you got to be strong you got to be active and it's important that you don't ever show weakness is like i would just crumble under that because i am sure. such a like gooey sensitive human being yeah <laughs> same and i did uh but think yeah no that makes me feel uh incredibly loved i i feel i feel loved and if we're talking about like oh here's the thing i did wrong i was like i should have been more vulnerable i should have been more open and more like yeah I'm going to cry now. Uh, like when you brought it up, you're no. like, yep, you're right. Uh, so no, I think no, everybody, no, no. everybody has that kind of uh, circle back around and oh, I didn't mean it. But I certainly took that as like, oh, you care about me. That's really sweet. And I also could have been more acknowledging of like, here's the great things. It just didn't uh, gel super well with my personality. Yeah. But it was interesting. Look, I'm still talking about this. <laughs> it was interesting that you were saying that for years you were trying to figure out who was the real you yeah. versus like who was the you that was trying to please your parents. Right. Yeah. 
Where are you with all that now? Yeah, pretty good. Because I, so I went to New York and the New York like broke, broke me uh, just as far as like, who am I? I did, uh, Demi, I did musical theater for a real long time. Ooh. Can we still be friends? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank God. Um, but that's just, it was who I was. And then when that, I was like, oh, I don't like doing this anymore. I was like, I don't know who I am. <laughs> this is not good. So then I got myself back to LA and like into therapy uh, for about three years and it was pretty intense. And then we kind of just like broke down every, everything that, um, that I had not dealt with and and found that oh yeah no i i am this like super adventurous person but i think that like break you down to build you up technique that a lot of parents do happen so i got in the broken part i was like i don't know if i'm strong but now that i'm built back up i'm like yeah i uh wildly independent and strong i just don't necessarily do things the way my dad does which then created a, a situation right well i know that my dad the one who i think i insulted earlier and i didn't mean to <laughs> um does he listen to the show? No, but my mom does sometimes, and mm. she might let him know. This is Apologies, the podcast. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm also praying my parents don't listen to podcasts. I hope they don't. I think they're okay. I went through two years of a podcast that I just, the key to making my parents not listen is just make it too long. Bad <laughs> boy. Oh, they say three hours, they're like, mm, you don't need to. We not support it. It. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me that, you, Renee, your parents might listen. Sure. Oh, and I took that all off, because uh, they, they're not on Twitter. They're just on Facebook. Wait, so they're the not going to listen to this, though, right? Because now I've insulted your dad. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I it's, feel like they want... I also think it's okay. And these are all conversations I've had with them. So I think Jeff, it'll be... Jeff, you're going to have to edit you to them? everything <laughs> until this minute. Once again. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Who am I to them? Who are you to them? I mean, no one. No, 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 They'll they, just be like, how... We got to track that woman down or not. <laughs> it's fine. All right, hang on. I'm, I'm making notes. Edit there we go. Zero... Wait, I'm taking time code. Zero... Edit zero, 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 <laughs> two... Zero zero forty five twenty two. First forty five minutes. That'll be that'll be track. Hello, my little funnel cakes. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. Hi, I'm Demi. <laughs> I'm Ray. Hey, Daniel. Hey. Good job with the pronunciation. Sure. Oh, hey, Jeff. Sorry. In my head, I just hey, imagine awesome. like we do the introductions again, and Daniel's just like. He just immediately says something that he had a chance to get away from. <laughs> I probably would. I probably would. Do you ever see that Mr. Show bit where the, uh, Jay Johnson comes back from climbing Mount Everest and he's telling his parents about the story? Yes, he, the he story knocks of the, uh, the, fimbles, the fimbles off. Yes. Yes. That's one of the that's great. Like you. I love that yeah. sketch. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so anyway, yes. real fast, what I was saying is that my dad... Um, went to college and then was thinking of becoming a doctor, but also played music and was pursuing music for a while. And then was really struggling with the fact that he wanted to go to medical school, but he, but his father was a doctor sure. and he was like, I don't like, but because of that, it made him feel like I don't want to do this thing yeah. that is just like you, but it is the thing that I want to do. How do I figure that out? So right. I totally get that completely. And then there's also, this was a concept that I should have come up with. Listen, Demi, you're so young. You've probably already thought of this. I'm uh, only 12. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> I was going to put you at 11. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, my birthday just happened. Uh, but the concept of like the whole reason we are where we are is because we were raised. And that doesn't exclude your parents. So like my my dad's dad died when he was 14 and he was left with a business to like oh, build Hank. the business of 14. So that would be my, my dad's dad. Uh, and then my grandpa uh, died uh, pretty young, so my dad had to deal with that. And there's just a lot of like, oh, boy, you've also like everybody's got a story that'll break your heart and you have no idea how they live through it. So it just it helps for compassion. And it also helps with the strictness of just like if I control everything, I will not get hurt. 
Mm-hmm. It's not true. It obviously won't work out that way. Wouldn't but... it be great if it were, though? Yeah. That'd be so nice. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. So we have an update from Jenna and Al. <gasps> Yay. Hi, you guys. Hello there. What's going on? <laughs> we are just um, hanging out. Sam's in bed. And yes. we just wanted to give you an update on what we've been doing. And Al... What have you been up to? Uh, We have been understanding the golf cart market. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Understanding what the resale value is, uh, what do they cost brand new, Yeah. AC versus DC versus Aerosmith. We test drove one, and the battery was dead in it, but we didn't know that until we already crossed the street. And I thought, like, wow, do – is like do we this, weigh that this pregnancy much? weight is really slowing this cart down. Well, the worst part is we're driving this <laughs> golf cart and getting stuck in the middle of traffic. It was so awesome. So, so anyway, anyway, oh, don't say what I say. Ew, Gosh, guys, uh, we've been spending a lot of time together. We're gonna get a golf cart. Come on out. Yeah, we'll come drive visit. you around, and uh, we're basically retired. <laughs> So uh, I'm wearing a lot of sweatpants and Mm -hmm. sweatsuits these days. And I go to McDonald's no later than 6.15 (laughs) a.m. And I just yell at the car as driving by. Uh, And I read the newspaper. It's really enjoyable. Um, Yes. Okay. Yeah. I am also still very pregnant. Don't forget. Yeah. You're pregnant. Let us not forget. Your things are happening. I'm very pregnant. We're starting to map out the route to the hospital. I had a Braxton Hicks contraction. Already. Yeah. Which spooked everybody. Well, I've already packed three bags. (laughs) So we're prepared just in case. So anyway, that's what we're up to. Yeah, we're having a blast. Yeah, we miss you guys. Yes. Keep keep doing what you're doing because I keep listening to the Thursday shows yep. and I just keep getting more and more homesick. Aww. I miss it. It's fun. It we used to fun. just like I know. hang out and laugh and talk about stuff. We don't like now we're now we have like zero socializing right. happening. It's tough. I know. So anyway, thanks you guys. Have a great week. Bye. <laughs> I miss what if them. we just showed up on their door to do the yeah. podcast mm-hmm. in their house? So this is Jenna and Al, who used to be regulars on the show. Right. They moved to Georgia. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> for his, jo- I, I do know why. For his job. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but they bought a house for like four dollars. That's a, a mansion. It's expensive in Georgia. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah, like they're in a castle. Yeah. It's a peach. Yeah, they found a. huge huge house <laughs> that's oh yeah that was fun <laughs> Don't be so proud of yeah, yeah. <laughs> um thank you so now i feel it's too much there okay. no, we go they found a great house a great house that is just the prices there are just so different than la yeah um and now jenna is super pregnant and the town they live in people travel around in golf carts hence they're buying a golf cart i've never driven a golf cart but it sounds fun they're super fun i was just Mm -hmm. talking to somebody about how it's amazing how fun it is to drive a golf cart which wouldn't make sense except i'm a big boy who gets to drive a full-size car whenever he wants (laughs) but you get a golf cart and you go oh this is fun but they're super fun it feels a little bit more reckless yeah Yeah. and i i think it is also because i feel like (laughs) you can tip a golf cart over very easily yeah right and they have that real torquey acceleration like you step on the gas it It feels like a toy car yeah but you could hurt someone which is kind of the exhilaration (laughs) of it all 
a toy, but I'm capable of murder. Right. I love it. I'm like in. an electric knife. Yeah, <laughs> and you kind of feel like you could fall out of it any, at any time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound that fun to me. Although, a, well, driving a golf cart sounds fun. The, f- yeah. the yeah. fun is that you can hop in and out of it real easy. You know, yeah. it's just like... Yeah. But, you, and the Flintstones element. Yeah. You're just, yeah. yeah. Oh, you I can dangle your feet yeah. out. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> yes, exactly. But what would hopping in and out... Why is that? Why does that add to the fun? Because it's like you the can, novelty. You don't have to like. You're not like putting on a seatbelt or putting yeah, in the. It's just no kind of like you stop driving. You're done. Like you're up now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're outside all the time. It's like driving a like a bike, but right. you yeah. get you don't have to pedal. But you don't move. Yeah. yeah. I will say I've been driven around on the back of a golf cart, and that I don't find fun. Oh, really? I feel like that's the best part. Really? Yeah. Not I. I feel like driving one, though, I could probably get behind. No, what don't we like about the back of it? Well, all the things you guys are talking about. Sure. You, you're outside. <laughs> you could get hurt. Yeah. It does <laughs> feel it more tip. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It also is like, I think if you're sitting on one when it's not moving, then it starts moving, you have this feeling of like, I'm going to fall off for like yes, a full right. minute. And then you're like, okay. It feels like the golf cart is trying to eject you. Yeah. Sort of like an eyebrow piercing that's being forced out, which I, I've never had my eyebrows pierced. But my understanding is that piercings like that, like sometimes your body will just try to push it out. Sure. Huh. I feel like you are the piercing that is being pushed off the golf cart. It's so funny that golf carts are attached to such a rich sport where it's like, that seems dangerous for them to do. Why yeah. not just... That's a great... Right, yeah. why not? Yeah. Why are they not traveling in Bentleys? Yeah, right. or, oh, yeah, that's a smarter one. I was going to say monorail. That's why would they... Monorail. monorail would be over the top, which is why I think they should Precisely. do it. Precisely. Right. Not a bad I idea. I want to see golf courses where you monorail between 18 <laughs> different holes. <laughs> I've also never played golf. It's... Overrated. Wait, were you going to say the opposite? No, I was going to agree big yeah. time. It is not. I, I, w- I wanted to like it on several occasions. It's just, it's just okay. I don't understand how it's the sport of like wealth. Like it's a sign of opulence to play golf, especially if you're traveling by monorail. Yeah. Well, if you're traveling by sure. monorail, I do get it. But <laughs> <laughs> then I'm back on board. Yeah. yeah. But you're flintstoning it between 18 different holes in the hot sun to hit a ball further. No. What is that about? And you got to wear polo shirts that look gross. It's an excellent point. Yeah, exactly. That uniform. There's mm-hmm. nothing good about golf. And I, I take this stance firmly. <laughs> and if anyone wants to tweet me about that, I will take it. Daniel. Ready. Um, I don't exactly agree with you. Uh, <laughs> Are you but like I'm, a- not, I'm not a huge... I'm not going to sit here and defend golf. You can't. Um, <laughs> good. But uh, I would say that if you're on a really nice course... And it's a nice day, um, and you have a good set of clubs, and you got a beer, and you're with friends. It can be a lot of fun. Um, it can also be an en- enormously frustrating thing to do if you're not willing to spend the time at it. Mm. You know, because it's like such a it's such a specific kind of movement that you have to do, and then you have to know the range that you can hit each club, and it's. I think that it's the like dialing that in is what gets people addicted to it. It's right. like a challenge to be able to know to be consistent hitting a club and knowing how to you know what it it, it like the precision of the it. precision of it becomes like a, their their brains get like addicted to trying to get that exactly right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play, but you know I I grew up in Tucson and I played golf <laughs> and we would. Uh, at the golf course, the city courses during the summer, they would let you have a 
a pass for like 50 cents you could play and you so we would go out every other day or every day and play golf but the reason they let you play for 50 cents is because it was 105 degrees (laughs) you know but we didn't care we would just go out there and play so i don't know I think that beer element has so much to do with it because the things yeah, I've done yeah. with beer that are stupid. We took yeah. sticks and poked it in the stand for a good three hours. <laughs> like, it's a lot of things hilarious. fun depending on how yeah. many beers you have. Right. <laughs> and, and it's also the joke is like golf stands for go out, leave family. And um, it's where, sort of like, where did you hear this joke? <laughs> a big dog's t-shirt. I um, I don't know, honey. Uh, uh, it was a bumper sticker from all of my friends that go out and leave family. <laughs> and uh, it's also just a way to just get out of the house. I think for a lot of a lot of people. Yeah, so. sure. I in my hometown there was this driving range called Top Golf that we go to all the time. Uh, that yeah. was just golf, but you don't have to move. You're just scoring points. Yeah, I was just like. This is this is all of the good stuff of golf, and it's not hot. Why don't yeah. people just do this? Now, if you played, if you went and you played like Torrey Pines or one of these, or you went to Hawaii, or you played a really beautiful course, mm. you might feel a little bit differently just because these courses are pretty fucking amazing. They'll be on the cliffs and maybe there's, yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> but any, Possibly. Anytime I ever played a halfway decent course, there's always some jag off behind me. That's like yeah. Mr. Super golf that is losing his mind, <laughs> yeah, that you're not golf. playing fast enough. And once is like up your ass. The monorail leaves every in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So those guys, I'll let them play through. I mean, I, right, but the, 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 then they're up your there's ass. There's a steady stream of those guys. Yeah. If you're playing anywhere <laughs> yeah. nice. So if you play some shitty municipal course, it's then true. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. walk those nice courses and just not play golf. Just drink a beer. Equally yeah. Nice. yeah. Does this exist? A mini golf, uh, like a, a windmill, but it's on a regular golf course. Oh, is that what you thought we were talking yeah. about the whole time? Is that oh. that's why I was on your side, Daniel? Well, then I do. I do like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah my problem yeah. is the Gators are mean. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. Well, when you have like a giant uh, Easter Island head that you're trying to hit through the middle of it. It's fun. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just, that's all I'm saying. And you take a golf cart over to the igloo. Right. <laughs> right, right. I just don't like when you don't get very many tickets. Yeah. That yeah. is annoying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or you don't have anything to spend the tickets on that's right. good. Yeah. You right. Know? Stuff grill is gone. Yeah. Or the giant comb. Or when you're getting your putter at the beginning and they give you a color golf ball that you don't like. Mm-mm. That's right. That is no fun. Out of the gate. Well, why that. are we even playing? I'm not going to win yeah. with orange. Yeah. I'm not taking orange. So, I have been saying for a while that we're going to bring back iTunes comment of the week. I think it's time. This is where it's an incredibly self-aggrandizing, egotistical segment where we read a nice comment about the show. Good. But to add a little spice, we also read a bad comment about the show. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Balance it out. So we have a good one and we have a bad one. Mm. Uh. Renee and Demi, one of you guys gets to read the good one. One of you gets to read the bad one. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, which one's shorter? I'll take the shorter the one. Short, the shorter one is the bad one. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll grab okay. that. That was an accident, right? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Allison wants her iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. Okay. And we start with the good one. This is Love You Guys by Devin Justine. Oh, man. I just realized if this gets read aloud, it won't be by the soothing tones of Al. I just have to say that I've always been a bit of an odd one and always looking for someone like me. Allison has filled that need because we are basically the same human. And I think there's probably a lot of us like Allison. We just never had someone so so willing to publicly share this voice. Allison, 
I hope you continue to share your life with us for many years, because even when you second-guess yourself, let nibbles come out at 2 a.m., or just feel bad because you feel bad, you're helping so many others out in the world who are the same as you feel a little less alone. I'm confident that whoever ends up in the new Thursday gang will be fantastic. I was worried when the Bobo Boys left, but then it got even better. So, thank you for being you, and letting us all come along for the ride. Your BFF, Devin. Female. Sounds like Devin. <laughs> Thank you so much, Devin. That is so sweet. Um, and uh, it makes me feel good when I reveal a whole bunch of stuff and people say that they relate. All right, let's hear this asswipe. Ooh, you guys ready? <laughs> Title, Are You Kidding Me? <laughs> <laughs> I gave these podcastettes an open-minded listen. Promise I did. Should have went with my gut. Wish there was an appropriate spelling to convey the sound of a diarrhea fart. <laughs> that was my one-word review. That's what it would be. Mm. Okay, diarrhea fart. It's wow. two words. There you go. Not a one-word review. <laughs> Wait, I know. So that's a bad review. That one, well, it depends. Sure. It depends because another bad review said that this show should be called Allison and her friends talk about poop and farts. <laughs> so Again, could fine. be a good review. Right. Yeah. Depends yeah. on what you're into. There you go. Um, if you would like your comment to be read on the show, leave us a comment. iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. It's also where you can subscribe. Um, also, I am on Patreon. Patreon is very fun. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. There's different reward levels. You can get bonus episodes. Uh, Greg Heller will be this month's bonus episode. We're going to be recording that soon. And there's all sorts of other fun episodes. And also you can get uh, access to an interactive live stream. There's a level where you get merch in the mail and super fun surprise merch just went out recently. Well, for people who just got their package, I'm not saying more stuff went out. I'm saying <laughs> you just got the surprise merch, <laughs> but it's fun um, and other stuff. So patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. And if you're going to buy something Preferably something that we talked about on the show, like golf clubs or a monorail <laughs> or... Um, Get them while they're cheap. I am in the market. Mm-hmm. I'm in the market for a monorail. What else? Bentleys we talked about. Sure, Amazon sells those, right? Yeah. Golf carts. Mm-hmm. Oh, Not orange golf balls. You're not buying that. Orange. I was going to say orange golf oh, balls. Oh, oh. Golf pencils. Mm-hmm. Sure. What else have we talked about? Diarrhea um, farts. Diarrhea farts. Right. Um... um Therapy. Books about how to discuss eating disorders. That's right. Hole, exactly. Holes you can crawl into. <laughs> yeah. Holes you can keep digging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shovels. Adult pacifiers to just yeah. keep that mouth closed. I get it. I understand. Uh, Amazon banner on my website doesn't cost you anything extra. Let them know who sent you. And I'll also put some links in this episode summary. Okay. Let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something Leela Rolling Stone says, When walking on beach, there needs to be some sort of rule for how close you get to someone's blanket. Hashtag don't stand so close to me. Hmm. I, look, this might shock you, but I don't go to beaches very often. <laughs> it has prob- I'm trying to think when I last went to a beach. Who needs it? It was a long time ago. Like yeah. It's gone from I don't go to beaches very often to now I don't even walk want to walk in the sun very often. Me That's, neither. Yeah. It's part of yeah. my gripe against golf. 
It's legit. Too much. Uh, I used to lay out. That used to be a thing that I would do for years when I would both when I lived at my parents' house and then when I would like be home from college and stuff. I would go out in the day and just lay out and try to get a tan. Mm-hmm. But no more. I think the last time was when we were in San Diego. Maybe. Um, when we went to Coronado. Yeah. Yes, that was um 2014. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. I am. I am a sucker for a dog beach, though. Oh, that a girl. I don't Pew. think we've ever taken Wendy to a dog. No, we haven't. Have, no, we just took Oliver. Oh, my God. We'll go tonight. You guys. Tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> you know us so I'm well. Just always, I'm always <laughs> afraid. We're going out now. Come on. <laughs> I'm always afraid the dog's just going to run away. That recently happened to me. I took a friend's dog uh, and just uh, like took, uh, it was a, a golden doodle. Uh, so I was like, yeah. hey, he's big. I'll find him. Uh, oh, oh, that's all the dog beach is full of. Just golden doodles as far as the eye can see. Really? Uh, so I took him off the leash and then I was like, no, I didn't think about that this i may have lost some friends uh, he came back but oh. it was a good five minutes before he came back i just imagine yeah. the sand that would get like cut co- like cover a golden doodle's oh, fur and oh, be like yeah. I'm, i'll never find yeah. it uh, yeah right yeah exactly camouflaged yeah. i uh jeff do you like beaches i might be the only one who loves beaches i love the beach okay. i love the beach more Surfer. than anything i think it's a fantastic oh, okay. movie yep. <laughs> they made a book out of it too yeah, <laughs> yeah. bet midler's a revelation i do not like the beach uh but as far as this comment goes, I also I'm just kind of like, as long as you don't stand on the blanket, I don't care how close. But you what get if the, the person is so close that they like push sand towards you? Well, that's just because I go to the beach and I don't want any sand attached to me. No, me neither. <laughs> that's how it works. I, that explains it. It yeah. all depends on how crowded the beach is. Exactly. I was you just going to say that. Yeah, like if you're at a super crowded beach, tough shit. It, it, there's no choice. People have to walk. Yeah. Why you know? are you there anyway? Well, <laughs> true. <laughs> um, but if it's not crowded, yeah, then don't. It's sort of like elevator etiquette, you know? Like, mm. you try to maintain a proportional amount of distance based on how many people are in the elevator. Exactly. Perfect. That's It's the proportion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. We were taking Elliot to his pediatrician appointment, which involves a lot of crowded elevators. And did you feel like someone broke elevator etiquette recently when, like, someone with a whole big cart full of something was trying to get on the elevator and I'm like this is like Tetris now you can't come on <laughs> this, this is elevator. like the FedEx guy I think yeah, it was I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to call him out because I do enjoy their packages <laughs> but well, it looks like yeah. everything's going to be a day late now <laughs> yeah. no. we'll just use UPS which they, those guys don't do that in elevators I actually don't remember, I just remembered it was like a, a parcel conveying a parcel, man the parcel man yeah. he had a he had a dolly uh, filled with package. in packages. fairness he did fit on the elevator, sure. but it was just one of those. Well, I, I guess he probably does it a lot, and he's like, "I know I can fit." Um, I just had to, like I feel like I had to go up against Elliot's stroller and then turn uh, to the side. But <laughs> like I'm, these particular and, elevators and I made it are clear old. I'm not thin right now. <laughs> these particular elevators are Thanks very busy elevators, and there's tons of people. And so I think he probably, if he does this, this is his job, and he does this every day. He knows if I wait, if I try to wait for an open elevator, I'm true. never going to sure. find it. So That's he has to true. barge in. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. (laughs) Megan says, every time I clean the toilet, which should be more often, I think today would be a perfect day to have to throw up. Oh, because your face is in a clean toilet. Or or because... Is it because if I throw up, then I can clean it immediately? Well, first I was reading it as today would have been a good day to throw up. No. Because... 
I'm going to clean it anyway. I think you're right. I think they're saying, I just cleaned it, so now it's not so gross. That is someone who is truly living her best life. Mm -hmm. Because I am more of the like conservation of everything on side of things where it's like, man, I just cleaned it, now I have to throw up, as opposed to like, I want to enjoy this bar. Life tip, if you're going out to party, clean your toilet the the day before or that day, then... You know, no problem. You can keep drinking. <laughs> but then I'll barf because I spent my day with my head in the toilet. Oh, boy, do I love Ooh. that optimism. It's going to yeah. get so crazy tonight. I'm cleaning my toilet yeah. before I go out. <laughs> Friday night, time to clean the bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'll see you later. One time, I had I had too many apple teenies, literally. <laughs> and I'm not an apple teeny drinker. Sure. I know that you might think I am. Like today, I was listening to Rush. And I was thinking how much I like Rush. Rush. <laughs> yeah. I'm a ditto head. Your Give close me a break. friend Rush. <laughs> sure. Tight. Uncle Rush. No. I was listening to Rush and I was thinking how much I like them. Which I is know worse, that- Rush Limbaugh or Rush the band? Uh, <laughs> oh, Jeff, you I'm okay? going to say Limbaugh, but I do think Rush is less cool. <laughs> as, someone, as someone who likes Rush, I do feel like if I said, I'm going to go listen to Rush Limbaugh, people would be like, oh, that's All funny. Right. But if I said, I'm going to go listen to Rush, they'd be like, too sincere, you're a weirdo. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> yeah. I just like that nobody jumped out with an answer one way or the other. I know. There's a lot of consternation. Ooh, like, it was a judgment. We had call. to make, yeah. we didn't want to defend one of them. I, to, to be fair, I, I, don't, I don't dislike Rush. Yes, I just dislike that that one song has been stuck in my head for two fucking weeks now. <laughs> okay. And it's like every time it just gets out of my head someone like will tweet me now i'm just or, trying to guess which one <laughs> yeah, it is which one is it's the one right you think the, it is it's, a modern it's day one. warrior a meme yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they make great music for dungeons and dragons uh, sessions <laughs> i was actually happy yesterday that it got replaced by bohemian rhapsody which is like the worst. But tell them why. Because of Anthony because, Scaramucci. Yeah, Sca- oh. Scaramucci, Scaramucci. Can you suck your own wango? Oh. <laughs> what oh, a week. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Listening to Rush. Listening to Rush. Yes. Thinking about how much I like them. There it is. Oh, you love it. We must vanquish the dragon and get back the Lord of the Rings. Yes. Daniel, have you tried listening to it while you're golfing? Maybe you'd like it better. Yeah, maybe. Does that make golfing cooler or rushed worse? (laughs) Sorry. That's okay. And then I was remembering playing a game. It was early after I joined the Adam Carolla show, and we were all taking a limo down to our show in San Diego, and we were playing some game where it's like... uh, iPod roulette or something where like everyone passes their iPods around oh, and you no. each play a song Ugh. and it's like if it's good it, good or bad or I forget what right. and I think I was just like please don't let my embarrassing self-help you know <laughs> book on tape play suddenly or something like this is very scary but anyway I remember Mike Lynch being so shocked at the music that was coming off of my iPod because he just is, and I'm like, what do you think I listen to? And I think he was like, I don't know, like Beyonce or Madonna, which by the way, I like, I sure. like them, yeah. but I think all of that, the reason I thought of that is because when I said that I had had too many Apple teenies, I was thinking, oh no, there are probably people out there who think that I just drink Apple teenies and listen to Hillary Duff or yeah. Haley Duff or wh- which one makes music? I think both. Hillary. No offense to the Duffs, sure. and also, or Madonna, or Beyonce, I'm just saying, I think there are people who think I'm some kind of sorority human being, when I'm so not. So, the Apple Teenies was a diversion. Normally, I would drink too much, 
And the things that I would drink were gin and tonic or VO and Seven Up. I would drink old man drinks. It's that weird that I'm trying to get VO cred. Seven up. It's like seven and seven, but it's a rye whiskey. Oh, I was Ooh. like, what's seven and seven? <laughs> oh, okay. Seagram Seven and Seven Up. Ah, they're just, my I, they my That's, friend my friends would say I drink old. I like to drink old man drinks because they're better. They are. Yeah. And I, you couldn't find somebody to make you a lime ricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I'm on the other hand where it's like, I, I worry that people would be like, do you want a gin and tonic? And I'm just like, uh, I'd rather have like just a martini or what's the, <laughs> is there a margarita on that you guys serve? <laughs> yeah. A martini and a margarita are two very different they drinks. They are very different drinks. But I, I did go an through. A martini would probably be something that I'd be like. You know what's a good, really yes, good, a really yeah. good sweet drink is an amaretto sour. Yeah. I, yes. Um, you won't be respected, but it goes down easy. I don't need respect. <laughs> I, I gave that up a long a ago. <laughs> if I'm drinking, I don't need it. I, I also went through a dirty gin martini phase, but that would get me like too drunk too fast, and then you're also dehydrated from all the olive juice. So oh, anyway, sure. let me just tell this real fast. Drank too many apple teenies one night. Was like, I need to throw up. And I remember my... This was at the... This was in the time of life where you're never alone. You're always with your friends. I kind of, there was something fun about that, that time, even though it was filled with so much like heartache. People have over, times like that? Yeah, over, <laughs> over boys and whatnot. But I remember my friends telling me, just go lean over the toilet, stare into the toilet and think about all the gross stuff that like Ooh. happens in the toilet and like really oh, fixate Jesus. on the yeah. side of the bowl and oh, like the, they just went technique. on and on. No, terrible advice. And it worked though. Uh, so had I cleaned, did you say pass? Yeah. <laughs> so nope. It nope. worked. It worked though. I didn't think I'd be able to think myself into throwing up. Right. But I did. But had I cleaned the sparkling bowl earlier, yeah. it wouldn't have worked. Tweet, that's what all of that was to tweet say. Tweet at us and let us know if she just talked you into throwing up. <laughs> I don't like the idea that my mind can just sort of like go throw up. Like yeah. I, I want it to be something that I'm constantly fighting against unless I have to. Yeah. I don't want to open the floodgates yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, I've never been able to you, other than that. For what some about reason, just sticking your finger down your throat? I mean, that usually then, triggers it for me. I feel triggered, that. Renee. <laughs> well, no, this is, these are the things that I'm like, oh, don't talk about it. So we just got past this. Right. But, but yeah, I think with the, like uh, an eating disorder person has the cleanest toilet because it's daily that it's cleaned. Yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> I was never yeah. bulimic. Sure. But and but I there were so many times where I wished I could have been because right. I was like that seems like a solid solution. No, no, no. Um yeah. yeah, but I no, I could never make myself like I just I I could never make myself throw up. Right. Well, yeah, but it, it the same thing like I love Except I love that Jimmy's one idea of like I don't I want to be able to control this but by the same token like you can uh I think I think you can find a way to make it happen if you need to look at the toilet great and then if you <laughs> practice enough you can just be like, well, it's time for that. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Not to fetishize or glorify this, but sure. you but the, you got to the point with bulimia where you're just like, I'm going to throw up. Blech. Yeah. I think your abs are just like, yeah, we know how oh, to do no. this. I know it's crazy. So you right? just bend over and it. Yep. Did you ever vol- throw up when you didn't want to, though? Uh, no, because you can also stop. But if you're just like, oh, okay, it's time to. That's really mind yeah, over matter. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'll is that also, how it is for most people who are? Uh, in, good, I don't know. I haven't talked enough to other people to do it. Uh, also silent. Nothing. Ha- you won't hear anything. Just because right, you don't want to upset wanna anybody. It, yeah. 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 Which is also wow. weird, but pleasant why uh-huh. i <laughs> why am i impressed i mean i am yeah. impressed i shouldn't it's okay to be impressed while also it's admitting that it's yeah yeah sure. yeah yeah i mean look i'm someone who on two different podcasts now has shown off the fact that i can make myself burp. 
So that's impressive. This, it's the so same thing. It's just one step. Up. This guy thinks the podcast sounds like a diarrhea fart. No, it doesn't. It sounds like a burp. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Boys, you're doing a great job keeping your mouth shut. I'm very proud of both of you. Good Honestly, work. we it will was, move it along. I want to just even admit that one. My mind was racing, and I was like, "Oh, I can make a jug off. No, I can make a jug off yeah, that. Yeah. Oh no, I can make a." Yes, and then I was like, yes. well, oh, "I gotta do see it. quiet. Oh, you moving. should make all the jokes. You I'm really glad I didn't. No, you should. It's just Daniel that doesn't get to make jokes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, in that do case, you do you remember any of them? Can you do them now? Well, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that the uh, commenter was wrong, and it's more like a bulimia barf. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. I, I don't know what I was going to say before that, but they've all gone now because my mind immediately went like, throw it in the trash. We got a new joke draft. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, good. I like it. <laughs> so, Thank you. Sooner Magic says biggest pet peeve about TV when character swallows prescription pill without water and it starts working immediately. I will say I've never been able to swallow a pill without water. Yeah. I just started getting good at that. How do you do? You have to like collect a lot of saliva, saliva. in your mouth. I think it's just like. I imagine that I do have water and then it's just like I, I'm just swallowing it. Like I realized that initially I would do it with a lot of water and then it started becoming less and less until it was like, oh, I just like ran my mouth under the faucet for a second. And I was like, well, can I do this without water? And then I just realized I could. I did. It's about to get really exciting, you guys. <laughs> On my drive home from the faraway dentist, I had a headache Uh-oh. and I thought I'm going to take some Advil. Actually, generic ibuprofen. Um, and then <laughs> don't I was, fancy it up yeah, for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. I was, I was, I put it in my mouth as I was driving, and then I went to reach for my drink. But I thought, you know, I feel like I maybe could just swallow this, but I don't want to do the thing where I try and I discover like, no, I'm wrong. I can't. Uh, yeah. And I'm driving, yeah. so I didn't even try it. But it, I did have a moment of thinking maybe I could do it. It's so much easier, I think, when the pill is something like an Advil, where it's not like right. crush up a right, yeah. Right. Or like right it's, where it's coated exactly yeah that's a pretty awful feeling when you try to swallow a pill and it just sticks to your tongue and starts dissolving <sighs> right. and it's couldn't be more disgusting yeah Ugh. Uh, yeah you can do it though i believe in you Thank if you, you want to heidi says i cover my eyes and plug my ears when commercials for scary movies come on i'm 29 years old yes yes, huh. yes. i do this no. i used to do it and then i started forcing myself <laughs> to just like watch them and then i started forcing myself to be like i know i don't want to see it because it's scary but i'm gonna go see it and i'm gonna go see it with my friends and then it was like oh i can handle this a lot more than i thought i could yeah huh. i have not reached that maturity level yet for me it's always i think in my mind i build stuff up to be scarier and then it's the tension that freaks me out than the actual moment because it's like right. only jump scares will get me in a scary movie but then when they happen I don't move or anything. It's just all like my body just tenses up really strongly. And I'm like, that wasn't that bad. What are jump scares? Just like any moment in a movie where it's like something would scare you, but the only reason it scares you is because you weren't expecting it. So it's just so sudden. Like a cat. You know, yeah, like, exactly. just like where they jump out or they come back alive. I never yeah. actually end up jumping or being scared. It's just kind of like my right. body just tenses up and it looks like I'm not scared. <laughs> so I'm just like, why? Why was I worried about this? Right. So the idea of a scary movie won't stay with you, though. No. That's that's my problem. It's scary movies get into my psyche in the same way that Tom Sawyer is stuck in Daniel's head. <laughs> I think it's it's only with certain types of scary movies, though, where it's like. 
it has to, if it's supernatural, but it's like the supernatural is like, there's a ghost in the woods. I'm like, oh, I don't care. I don't believe in ghosts. But if it's supernatural in the sense of like, the devil has pres- possessed this man and he's killing because of this, then I'm like, oh, that's a little bit freaky because I don't know about the devil. So it's just, right. it's like a different sliding scale of what I find scary. But it was, there's so much where it's like, oh, everything in this is just like, oh, it's about the horror of man and how like, yeah. A normal man can commit such atrocities. I'm like, I don't care. That's not that scary to me. Because <laughs> I, I can just be like, well, I'm not that man, or right. I don't know any of those people, so it's fine. But if it's like something that it's like, no one can control this, then I'm like, but if we can't control it, how do we stop it? I feel yeah, like... Just talking right now, yeah, my oh, yeah. my back feels very self conscious, <laughs> and I want to keep turning around to see who's behind me, and I feel super freaked out right you, now just talking about do it. Do you ever get that thing where if you're having a conversation about something scary or just and it's nighttime and there's a window where it's like yes. you can see outside, your eyes just can't stop thinking about like I just if there's that like even just a window where I can't see what's outside of it or it's pitch yes. black, I just start feeling like nervously looking towards the window just like something's gonna someone's stand up. out there staring at me and i exactly. can't see them yes yeah, okay. yeah I'm, not, I'm not all right like i'm not afraid of anything super i'm not afraid of anything supernatural so and i enjoy horror movies that are supernatural because because it's not gonna have any effect on me but any horror movie that is about a person who's like a psychopath oh so we're the opposite yeah that freaks me out because that's real mm. huh because that's that an example, and it doesn't freak me out because it's real. I'm yeah. just like, I can, I can see them. Yeah, well, like um, Halloween, you know. Even though he turns out to be sort of supernatural, but he's just a psychopath who's murdering everyone. I yeah. mean, it's not. Did Seven scare you? No, I don't see that as a horror movie, though. Huh. Well, that's, it's under the category of movies I will never see. Right, because it's got some pretty Gore, gruesome yeah. stuff yeah. in it. But that's a that's a crime thriller i think like that's torture movie. porn movies though well, that's different i don't like that like hostile and saw yeah mm-hmm. mostly because i um i don't like to see uh people being horrible to each other like right. yeah i for um unless it's vanderpump rules <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that i love uh no the um for my job I used to have to go to a lot of screenings of movies and they, a lot of them end up being horror movies. And there was just a point where I had seen so many movies where people are just murdering each other and torturing each other that I just walked Couldn't out. Couldn't stop killing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just got to. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I was loving. No, and I just walked out. I was like, I can't, I can't watch this anymore because part of it is because my dad was a prosecutor and, and he was, he did homicide and sex crimes and, he would tell me the things. So it's just like, this is real. Like, this is yeah. too real. I don't enjoy this. Yeah. You know? I feel like it's the same way in which uh, people who have, like, gone through certain scenarios will get to, like, a Law & Order episode where they're like, no, I don't want to... I don't want to I don't want to enjoy for, this. Yeah, for entertainment. Yeah. There, there was a Law & Order. I don't watch Law & Order or Law & Order Special Victims or anything like that, but Allison forced me to watch this one episode one time. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I had the guy from Orange is the New Black. Yeah, and that was really fucking hard to watch yeah. because that was all about a guy who was... Um, kidnapping and torturing and raping. Well, women. first of I'm all, like, they're all about that, I guess. But it's like, why are? Why is every woman I know obsessed with this fucking show? It's <laughs> awful. I had I had uh, some someone pointed or posited the same thing on Twitter one night, and I think someone said something very poignant, which is just like, it's refreshing to see it in Law and Order because most of the time it's solved. Yeah, and like most of the time it's just kind of like this sort of 
It's like justice porn in a way. That's like, yeah. To know that there are people who want to solve this and are like uh, yeah. wrecked it's, when it's not. It's very black and white in Law and Order. Because I went through, I think I probably talked about this before. I went through a phase. The first time I ever saw Law, Law and Order SVU is when I was living in New York. And I was like, what is this relic from the 80s? <laughs> it's so silly. And then the next time I, and then I looked into it. I'm like, oh, this is a show that is being made currently. And what I saw was like from this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. I thought, I thought this is probably Silk Stockings or something, which is a show I'd never seen. Right. And then I got really into it. And then I found that I don't want to be going out and dating. I just want to stay home and watch <laughs> Law and Order SVU. It's so yeah. comforting, which is sort of a phenomenon that's been written about before by other people. I, I remember reading and thinking like, oh, this is, I'm doing a thing that it's, uh, other people do. And it's just, it's very black and white. There's good people and there's bad people and there's no nuance. It's not like, a, it does not a show that makes you think. It's a show that makes you doesn't not think. It yeah. makes you right. doesn't think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> makes you doesn't think. It's very formulaic and there's something sort of comforting and monotonous. But also like Demi was saying, it makes you feel good to think that there's like people who are fighting for good out there and they're going to get the bad guys. Yeah. Um, and that justice will be served and that crimes will be avenged. But it was funny that uh, here I am afraid of everything and I'm just like totally fine <laughs> watching this episode that was really disturbing Daniel. And I, I think because he had never seen this before and I'm like, oh no, this is like the 700th episode that's just yeah, like I just this. I couldn't believe that this was... Yeah. Not bothering yeah, me. Like what? There's, sure. this, is, this is grisly shit, you know? <laughs> I, think, I think the way I see it, it's kind of like the same sort of enjoyment you get out of like a puzzle where it's just kind of like (laughs) there's a formula to it and that's what makes it comforting it's you go into it knowing okay this is what's gonna happen this is gonna happen and this person is gonna save it and it's gonna all be okay because of this or it's not okay but you can feel okay because of this and i think it's like the reason these shows exist and go for so long is because if you ever change the formula then it would be like a stressful thing of like now you're trying to tell a story where the point is not good versus evil so yeah. this particular story arc, though, <laughs> uh, the bad guy does get away with it. I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, so I don't... But do they make the audience feel like... But then he came back and didn't get away with it. He came back the next season. Uh-huh. That was the, th- that was the, the season yeah, finale. And yeah, yeah. Also, when they do get away with it, it's never painted as like a good moment. It's like the main character, like the detectives are troubled by yeah. it. And then it's like all, which is like, it's good to see people troubled by it. Well, just in the sense of like the fact that they care is what you're supposed to hold on to and not the fact that they did it. Right. Right. Yeah. And by the same token, I think that's why we can't handle Alice and I can't handle scary movies because they don't follow that same puzzle. It's a different puzzle every time. And a lot of the times they're trying to trick you. They're just like, you thought it was going to be this. Oh, no. The ghost is good. I'm not a good guy. Oh, okay. You thought it was a puzzle. It's Sudoku. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mahjong. You don't even know what the rules are. There are none. (laughs) No, you're 60 sense. years too young to play it. Is Mahjong, does Mahjong have rules or is it just like here, 80 year old women, here are a bunch I of tiles with symbols on them, just place them randomly and, <laughs> and drink your cocktail. Right. As far as I know, the rules to Mahjong are try and draw something with tiles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be young people who play Mahjong who are going to let us know. I'm sure there's a hipster Mahjong League in Brooklyn right now. And I hope they're doing fine, but stay away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley Bloodworth says, get super paranoid whenever friends don't reply to text messages. Afraid it is friend ghosting. Sure. Occasionally. 
It is. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always. I, Definitely. I, I don't think it. I don't feel like it's ghosting, but I do feel like. Uh, did I offend? You know, I always yeah. wonder, like, right. even though I'm always the last person to get back to people, so I don't know. Maybe that's that's the thing that gives me comfort about mm-hmm. when it happens to me is, like, I do this, and yeah. it's never a thing where I'm mad or bad or I'm, feeling bad. It's just, like, didn't need a response or don't want to. It's not... I'm too stupid to make that connection. Yeah. I, 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 I'll, <laughs> I, Way after the fact, I'll go, oh, yeah, I do that. Right. But in the moment, it's always, like, I'm sure that I offended this I person. think sometimes it is just a lot easier to go to that place of, like, Oh, like you, you, to have the idea of, oh, you want to make sure that things are okay. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. I think there should reasonable. be like a things are okay button that everyone just pushes. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Well, that's what the thumbs up emoji is. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's can't true. Do that's it. true. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you can wake up and you can see all the lights on the panel next to your bed and they're all green. Like, all right, everything's cool with everybody <laughs> in my life. But then there's like that one yellow one. And you're like, oh, fuck. It I seems gotta, like a Will Ferrell movie or something. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> yeah. does. Or like a dead man's break where it's like, it's on all the time. So you just know by default everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody's pissed you off and you're done texting, then you flip the switch and then the light goes off and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. now I know it's done. Yeah. 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 So it's like, assume everything's all right until you see the light is out. Yeah. I will say with my mommy and me group (laughs) that is no longer officially mommy and me, it's like morphed into a different music class now. Sometimes I'll go in and I'll be like, the weirdest thing. I feel like no one here likes me. (laughs) And then I'm like, but that can't be the case. Well, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'm saying. It's conceivable that that is the case. (laughs) Sure. And yet... Because I don't think of myself as as a extremely confident person, and yet I'm like, this just doesn't compute. Surely this group of people likes me, yeah. so I I can't accept that they don't, and I'm not sure if they do or don't. It's hard with parents because parents are always so distracted by the baby and can be in a state of mind because of the baby that you. It, it's it, well, it is weird. Yeah, it's a really weird. Know. A whole bunch of women who all they have in common is they have babies around the same age and this shared experience now of having like been in this group together for a while. Maybe they heard about your off color comment at the voiceover class. <laughs> Quite, yeah, maybe, they, maybe they heard, maybe they know the guy whose mom's in a wheelchair and they know that I spent 40 minutes trying to sure. say positive things. <laughs> yeah. When you left the other time, they were like, you know, the girl that said the thing about the lady in the wheelchair, that's the same girl that made fun of the script in the VO class. I know. <laughs> and it's that word, was her. is getting around. <laughs> um, but to go with Demi said, like, does it help to be like, oh, I know I do that too. I also do that all the time. Because I'm sure all of those ladies are also like, oh, nobody likes me. Everybody feels that way. Everybody. I think so, yeah. yeah but I think so. Does it hurt to also feel like, well, sometimes I don't like people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And to think why I don't right. like them. Like when right. I really, really get to the bottom of why I don't like somebody, it's either I'm jealous or you don't act like I do. And, and is the way I do anything right? And I'm also, you don't like any of them. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no, That's, I like all of them. I know. They're going to hear this. When you started talking and you said, my mommy and me, I was like, uh, it's weird that you call your mom mommy. <laughs> I really thought you were going, I was like, okay. But it's also well, weird that I call a group I'm in mommy and me. <laughs> I think that's more, maybe it's just because I've heard the phrase before, but I right. think that's more normal. Yeah. Than but it is weird because it's, I mean, it's the baby's point of view. It should be my baby and me. Right. Sure. That's Because I'm true. saying it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think if you did mom and me, you just think that's one word. Mom and also, right. mommy and I. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. On top of all of that. Yeah. You're right. Alliteration be damned. Right. Well, Grammar. babies don't know that. 
So. That's true. They're very right. stupid. Okay. <laughs> Let's not help them out. <laughs> they don't need it. Yet. No, 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 not yet. The Clevelander, Clevelander says, open the wrong drawer for my underwear after using the same dresser for more than seven years. Nope. Still the fucking sock drawer. I can relate to that. Sure, I open yeah. a lot of drawers before I get to the one I want, even though it's been the same for a long time. So you should have a system. What's your system? The drawer was the system. Yeah. Yeah. Like like you have the socks in one drawer, you know, and underwear in another drawer or the same drawer. And then it's always the same drawer. Well, I think they're saying that's what they're saying. They do have that system, but they still pull out the wrong one. Or put socks and underwear in the same drawer, in all of the drawers. And then that put way, everything in the same drawer. <laughs> just, you're never wrong. Just have a giant bowl where all of your clothes <laughs> oh are. Oh my God. And reach your hand into it in the morning. Because yeah, those uh, kitty pools, right? Get one of those. Yeah, yeah, I love you're that there. idea. Hang your underwear in the closet. And then there's no show. You should have one room for shower, toilet, bedroom, <laughs> clothes. Just one giant enclave that yeah. you sleep in, wake Perfect. up, you're currently showering, and then you're dressed. There you go. Or you could leave all your clothes in the dryer all the time. Just store them in there. Yes. yes. That saves a lot of work. I feel I've like I do that, that sometimes. Oh, absolutely. All oh, my yeah. clothes on the bed? Weeks. If well, you live alone and have a dryer, there's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. Well, or just if you don't live alone and you hate folding clothes, you or can that, leave it yeah. in, the ba- in the basket. <laughs> Daniel sometimes has a hamper going with clean and dirty clothes in it all at once. Me too. I know know what. (laughs) Same thing. Yeah. (laughs) The trick for me is I leave the clothes in there that are uh, dirty or clean and I know I'm not going to wear them. Yeah. Where it's just like, I know I washed that shirt, but it's orange. What am I going to mix that with? It's dirty again. (laughs) It's dirty again until it stops being orange. I have terrible proximity issues when I go to smell something to see if it's clean. I always do a nose bump. I didn't need to get that close. Yeah. Uh, and then and now um, I just put my put my nose on my dirty shirt. There's no need for that. Just get close enough. You could just wave it at you. You would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then every time, just nuzzling it. Just Eskimo kisses with my dirty clothes. Well, I have terrible proximity issues when it comes to walking through doorways. <laughs> I tend to bounce off of them. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? I'm just very clumsy. And like oftentimes, like, oh, my hand just bang like bonked okay. the the door frame how did that happen i thought you were you were sketching like you'll walk through a door frame and just like half of your body will happen. i'm like how <laughs> no no i just okay. just like you're mis- look like, i've expressed that i put on some weight okay <laughs> that's not what i meant yeah no no i just mean like i it's a straight shot you should be able to thread that needle and yeah. somehow i'm always kind of like banging into something i get that you just get nervous at the last minute and that's then right you think you oh i'm gonna make it and then you uh, and then you yeah. slam into the door frame. it's like when a plane is flying between like two giant rock formations yeah. except it's walking through a door and you do it all the time <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> right it's yeah. like exactly like that yeah like a like I, those wingsuit guys yeah you fly through the little cave yeah whatever on yeah. day one of pilot training they're like you walk through a door right uh, come on. it's the same thing <laughs> just, now just you know, imagine the plane. the plane is you right <laughs> <laughs> great that's easy as pie i have a dog to tell you guys about a new dog <laughs> a dog that's up for adoption okay you are a dog on your bed you are a dog Poop on your bed a doggy dog Poop on your bed dog 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 Poop on your bed dog 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 Poop on your bed that's what you are Poop on your bed you are a pooch an ugly mutton you come inside you come inside with poop on your butt with poop on your bed dog 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 that's what you are that's what you are Pretty plot hound Bryn, 
I didn't, I've never even heard of a plot hound. Aww. But she's cute. Is up for adoption at Friends of the Animals Baton Rouge. Bryn has all kinds of features typical of a hound. Soft, floppy ears, a long and lean athletic body, a nice long muzzle, and a lengthy tail. Also very houndy. Bryn loves to explore and go on... Oh. These are houndy qualities. Bryn loves to explore and go on long walks and often can be seen sniffing the air intently. That's so cute. Her coat is mostly white with some nice brown brindle spots. Look close and you can see Bryn is covered with cute freckles. At about one to two years old and 32 pounds, Bryn is sure to make a perfect companion. Listeners can learn more about Bryn using this link, tinyurl.com slash adopt Bryn, B-R-Y-N, tinyurl.com slash adopt Bryn, B-R-Y-N. I'll put a link to her in the episode summary. Everyone, thank you so much for being on the show. Jeff, where can we go to find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Daniel? You can find me at Daniel Quants, Twitter and Instagram. D Quants on the snappy. (laughs) What's up, turds? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, check out... Check out my new podcast, The Watching Hour, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones and or Twin Peaks. Um, Having a lot of fun talking about those shows right now, so... Check it out. Well, you know what? Try it out. I think you'll like it. (laughs) (laughs) Delightful every time. Renee. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Renee Colvert. I'm on Instagram at Renee S. Colvert. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Dan Van Kirk's podcast. Uh, It's called Hindsight. Um, Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, But the interviews are normally fantastic and not that deep. Uh, So check that out. Well, everyone should go listen to your episode. Do you think they'll come back? I feel like everyone will be like, oh, Renee, that's... Well, now a little bit. We've all got our dark past. But if you're curious what mine is, (laughs) I was there. uh, Yeah, I was... uh, (laughs) I was riveted. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. If I make you lose listeners, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Demi, where can we find you? You can find me at Electrolemon on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. And follow me at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. And uh, oh, on Instagram at Allison Rosen on Instagram. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Rosen is your new best friend